Okay, so here we are. We're recording. We're on our way, and here we are another Wednesday night, and I have Judy, Reverend Bill, and Gloria, and I'm going to leave the tones off, so we'll see who can join join us. Hopefully, they'll come. And to remind everyone, we're still in First Treaties, Chapter 9, and we read up to... Nine point. We were at nine point thirteen. No, we read up to yeah. We read up to nine point thirteen. So we have about oh one two three. No, we actually have four major paragraphs to finish up this um, treatise, uh, the chapter nine, giving and receiving. And just with that, let's possibly just quiet ourselves. Bring ourselves quietly into a position of centering ourselves and muting our phones if we're not speaking at this moment, which helps. And listen to these words of just coming into our center from our minds into our hearts. Take a nice deep breath, relax, and listen to these words. The presence of God within us is our peace. From the center of our being, divine love flows into our lives and circumstances, prospering, 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 guiding and harmonizing any concern. So these short but mighty words, take them, listen to them. The presence of God within us is our peace. That's what we hold on to. Always, the presence of God within. We are one with the Father, the Holy Spirit, with all. We are one. Wow. That feels so good. Yep. The center of our being. With that said, I'll just back up. Give us a little running start to finish off this reading. And, you know, I was looking forward. Some of these chapters are small, so maybe one... We'll just read through the whole chapter and then just open the floor. But just going back to what we read last week a little bit, he reminded us, you are the body of Christ. And what will it mean to bring about the union of the male and female, of conception and action, of inspiration and manifestation? It will mean union and a time of miracles. It will mean that you are the living body of Christ. And that I took excerpts from 10 and 11. And then I'm going to go down to the bottom of 12. In turning within rather than without, to find what you need to free you from the ego's reign, you have to turn towards wholeness in the same way that embracing both the male and female attributes within you causes emerging of both and a wholeness to be achieved 
so too does a wholeness then come about with conception and action, inspiration and manifestation. So Judy, do you want to read 13? Reverend Bill, 14. And 15, Gloria. And then we'll go back to the top. And if somebody else comes on, we have another um, paragraph to read. Paula, we're going to make a switch. We're going to ask Gloria to read 14, and then I'll read 15. All right? Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. So, Judy, you want to start us off with 13? Oh, sure. Okay. Lest you cite these ideas as stereotypical, I will give just a few brief examples. These I ask you to call from your own recent experience. What has caused the ego to become more apparent to you as you have learned this course? Has it not seemed to lie dormant for periods of time and then to suddenly be called back to life through some event or situation? What was this event or situation? Did it not threaten your self-image? And did this threat occur at what you would call the feeling level or at the intellectual level? Were your feelings hurt or your pride, your feelings called into question or your ideas? And what guise did the ego take as it rallied to your aid? Did it require you to retreat or advance? Did it stir emotions or attempt to still them? Gloria? Okay. This may be a difficult question to answer as you initially initial reaction and your response will likely have been taken on different forms. You may, for instance, have reacted by being hurt or angry. Your response may then have been either an emotional or an intellectual one. The point here is that the one that is most comfortable and that is likely your first reaction is cognizant with your old partner or partner of the ego. What breaks the ego's hold will be the second reaction or the turning away from the old path. Fifteen. One first reaction might be to pull oneself up with pride bolster one's position, think one's way through, argue, manipulate, or chastise another so that you feel better in a relationship to the other in the situation or the event. Another first reaction might be one of self-pity or making oneself or another feel guilty or of experiencing a sense of diminished self-esteem or worthiness. The first will feel like an intellectual position. The second, like a feeling position. Turning away from the intellectual position to one of feeling will most readily and quickly solve the first. The second will be most readily and quickly overcome by a turn to 
toward reason or intellect. The perceived attack will have entered at the place where you have placed your highest value and thus most vulnerable. In the past, your response would have been to protect and use that which you have most valued. <clears throat> now your response will have been changing. You will not see so much to value in what you will see, you will not see so much to value in what has called your ego into actions and will turn away from it. Judy, you want to wrap it up with something? Okay. What was is being thrown out, and the first step in this embracing what you heretofore have not embraced. You are pulling forth sides of yourselves that were previously undervalued rather than looking for another to provide what you lack. This is important and universal in its impact. It would seem to be about balance but is about wholeness. Male and female are labels laden with attributes. When the different attributes are merged, male and female will be no more, and wholeness will reign. The end. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Giving and receiving, huh? Mm. Has anybody attempted, have any of you attempted doing what was suggested with regards to um, looking at any recent experiences and assessing reactions and, and then, um, and then turning away from the normal habitual reaction to trying something else or different. Yeah, I want to share I, that I have. Go ahead, Paula. Yeah, I, and I, I'll just say briefly, not even consciously, I think that's something that I have been, I've done and do, you know, to look at it from how the old stand and the old pattern and then with my, you know, I guess with my inner knowing or my knowledge and what I believe now, trying my, not to manipulate it, but to see it differently. And I've done it. And sometimes I succeed and sometimes I don't. So, you know, do I make it a practice? I think it's almost become like a way of life, having read, you know, these, the works I've been involved with. Because I know I don't like, and I, I don't know if that's going to what you were trying to say, Judy, but I, that's what my, I thought about. So I'll leave the floor. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. No, that's perfect, Paula. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. When I'm in a situation with my friends, that are involved in this work on non-duality. It, it's as if um, 
I'm prepared to recognize the ego cropping up as it does and using that to observe it, using that those experiences to observe it at that time and hold off on any answer until there's a reflection. In the everyday process, it's but a matter of time. It takes a little longer, if you will, before I'm beyond the emotions or beyond the charge or the attack or the judgment that has appeared. Um, and I'm able to step back and recognize as a sleep at the wheel again, so to speak. So... Thank you, Bill. That's very helpful. Clear. Yeah. Sorry. I'm very, I'm very clear that that gap between when there's the emotional charge and when there's the observation and the recognizing and catching is is quickening, is shortening. I'm complete. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. That was helpful. Yeah, I appreciate nice. it. I recall no, the I... first time... Oh, sorry, Paula. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, please. You can go. Um, uh, the first time that I became aware of this particular chapter, uh, shortly afterwards, I began to pay attention to things that triggered me and I realized that my response was pretty much emotional most of the time it was my go-to response and so at that time I decided well okay and I can't even remember what the issue was I mean that's how important it was I can't even remember what it was and I remembered at the time I decided that well okay so that was my first response this was my reaction yada yada what if I go back and say okay now this was the issue and then I applied reasoning and logic. I applied the intellect to it. And for some reason, it made so much sense to me. Now, again, ask me what the issue was. And I, I, honest to God, I could not tell you because I do not remember. This was uh, a few, few years back. And I do remember that I switched it, and I remember how I felt about that. And the feeling was, wow, this is an amazing exercise. It actually shifted something inside of me when instead of going for the emotional response, which was to feel hurt, I went for the intellectual response or the reason and logic, and I thought, well, why did this, whatever it was, why did this, yada, 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 and then I applied reason and logic to it, and in just in doing that, it completely shifted everything. All those feelings just went away. It's like they just melted away, applying reason and logic to it. So I guess what I'm, the bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that when I applied the exercise, it really worked. So that's what I wanted to share, so thank you. Thank I'm you, Terry. Yeah, thank you. You know, for me, you know, applying the intellectual side, to me it's not always the right side because I can get so deep into a situation and take it to the umpteenth 
you know, degree that if this would been, that would been that. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, I'm talking only about my process, and yeah. I can go around in circles with that. And yes, I know responding from an emotional. I find I can come from a you know a softer place in the situation. It's like get out of your head. Because in my head, my intellect will tell me, judge, it will bring about judging, and then it always comes down for me, judging myself. Yeah. Like, where am I? Not the situation. The situation is only something that was brought to my attention because I wanted it. This what I'm perceiving, projecting, is giving and receiving are one and the same. So, but when I stand back, it softens when I, when I come from the emotional feeling. To me. And that's where I go to the depths of, you know, trying to forgive and all the other things and just let it go. Because <laughs> I can drive myself crazy it's by bit by bit analyze it rip it apart and most of the time I come out really beaten up then I stop blaming myself and then I blame the other one or whoever's involved hmm. you know I'm just at the point it's like I can't even think straight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I think I just remembered. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were complete or not, but go ahead. I, I am. I'm complete. I'm so complete. Okay. <laughs> I just remembered what the situation was. I just remembered the event. I was talking with a friend of mine, and he yelled at me. I mean, he got really, really angry and yelled and started blaming and pointing fingers and yada, yada, yada. I remember my first response to that was I felt hurt, deeply misunderstood, and all I wanted to do was just retreat. I just, I, wanted to, I just wanted to hang up the phone and run away, and I didn't. I didn't. I, I know that's how I felt, <clears throat> and that my response was one of being hurt and just wanting to retreat, okay? I didn't want to you know, fight back or do any of that thing. I just felt what I felt. And then, I guess it must have been the next day or the day after, I decided that I'm going to apply some reasoning to this, some logic to this. And what I came up with was, okay, he's dealing with whatever it is that he's dealing with. And his anger towards me was his own projection of anger. And and in reality, basically, it had nothing to do with me at all. Why was I responding? Because that's my habitual way of responding. However, in looking at it in the light of logic, I honestly came to that conclusion that he wasn't really yelling at me. He was angry with himself and taking it out on me. So that's how I used reason and logic to move me out of a feeling of being hurt or rejected or wanting to run away and all that stuff. It actually helped me feel stronger within myself rather than some weak little 
you know, little girly girly who runs away and, and you know, whatever, pulls on her diapers. So it was, it was actually a more empowering experience when I applied the reasoning and logic to it, to that particular event. So I, I guess that's what I was getting at is how I feel in that, and when that happened, it did balance me out, you know. I felt more balanced. Um, and I know that balance isn't the right word, but it just felt, at that time, it felt more balanced. And then as time went on, and I began to use this particular practice in terms of other events or situations that subsequently came up for me, I found myself responding not so much with the emotions anymore. I mean, there wasn't that deep-seated feeling of, oh, my God, what is, you know, what is so-and-so doing to me now? You know, it was more along the lines of, I understand where this person is coming from, and I do not have to react or respond in the same way. Somehow there was a, a, um, a note of reasoning in my feelings. And I don't even know how that happens or even if that's possible. But that's how it felt to me, is that I felt more clear on what was going on rather than just habitually reacting from my very old feelings of unworthiness, inadequacy, uh, you know, I'm not as important as my brother, yada, yada, yada. Okay, and I mean, growing up, of course, it has an effect on all of us. And so I found that by just utilizing this one little exercise, I found it really helped um, balance me out. And I found in rereading this paragraph again tonight, I realized that my responses are not anything like they were a few years ago. Right now, I feel more like there's a balance or, or emerging, I guess would be the right word, emerging of everything within me so that I don't respond in that old way anymore. And I don't have to respond by, you know, lashing out or, or going into any kind of drama. It's almost as if something inside of me just feels relaxed. And it's like it just doesn't matter. Anybody can say anything to me, do anything to me, and I don't have to take it personally. And that was my MO for years. I took everything, every little slight. I took it personally. And that is horrible to live with. Um, I don't know if any of you any of you guys ever felt that way, but I'm telling you from my personal point of view, it's a horrible way to live, and it has been, and it was. Mm. And I found that by doing this little exercise, I don't feel that anymore. And you know that in the last year and a bit, there's, you know, there's been pretty heavy stuff going down here at home, and I have found that my reactions, my responses are so mellow, it's almost like, what? why don't I feel differently? Why aren't I having a better reaction? You know, it's like, and it's just like every time I try and conjure it up, it doesn't happen. It's not there. It's like somehow something inside of me got balanced or blended or whatever you want to call it to the point where those extremes of feeling are just not there anymore. So yeah, I guess what I'm trying to... I guess just what I'm trying to say is that um, having put into practice what I have been reading... It has helped me feel more relaxed, more at peace, more, more something. I don't know. I, I forget what the word I was, I was thinking of before. Anyway, I'm complete. Go ahead, Paula. No, no. <laughs> no, because as I was listening to you and hearing, you know, yet, you know, we get 
could even you know Jesus talking through Mary you know the words you know words about symbols but symbols and yet when you were describing your practice and what I felt like that where you were reasoning and um, thinking it through through your feelings it felt so loving it was it has been yeah it is you know like yeah it's like you know you push the ego out and you came from your wholeness yes you know he used certain words here to describe the action you know but if you really think listening to you and and the process it became you sort of do a, dif- a different wisdom like you said you know the intellect and, you know God is wisdom. God is intelligence. God is, is all. God is all. Even when we think that we're doing, you know, we're not coming from the right place. Say, the intellect versus the heart. God is all. Yeah. And when it comes together, and like you, you found something within yourself. Like this feels right. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, it tells us to practice because he knows that we'll get it one way or another. <laughs> in, oh, our yeah. way, you know, in our own yeah. way, you know, however, but we'll all feel it at some point. You know, how I process during the time of whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, think. yeah. 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 The process is the process, and we all have different ways of processing everything. And for me, it always comes back to the same basic thing. If I can't, if I experience something, then it's mine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hunt for it anymore. I, I, I did it. I practiced. I, I followed the suggestions, and I had an experience. I had many experiences, and I'm still having experiences, and they're great. They're fine. Right. Good, good, you know, or whatever. Not, yeah. Oh, it's not good. It's not bad. It just is what it is, and it feels peaceful. Right. That's the main thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just feels like it's all okay. No matter what, it's all okay. You know, I, I keep always reverting back to, you know, when Jesus brought the word to us through the miracles. He came through our, our intellect, you know, and, and he worked it from the mind into the heart eventually, subtly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now even with this work, his words are the same basically, but they're softer. And, you know, he makes this question. You know, I like where he leaves those question marks. Like, think about it. I'm giving you something to think about. I'm not telling you, you know, (laughs) yes, I might use the word. Yeah, I I don't even think he uses the word practice. He just says, here, you know, I'm giving you Mm -hmm. questions. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, why why read this if I'm not going to follow the instructions? Yeah. You know, that's just my way of thinking in any event. I mean, not that I do it all the time, every day, and so on and so forth. But this particular, that particular paragraph stood out for mm-hmm. me the very first time I read it because of where mm-hmm. I was at at that time and then practicing and, mm-hmm. trying, and trying, trying to do it differently and then succeeding at doing differently and, and a couple of years down the road later and how I feel about it. Everything, it just, it's, to me, that's a miracle. Yeah. And that's how it worked for you in your process. Now, I... Yeah. I could read it as Bill, Gloria, and take from it what we need at that point. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
all I can share is my own experience. I can't share yours. Hopefully you mm-hmm. share yours and glory and build. You share yours and I am, and I am, um, what's the word? I am, uh, I am better for it when you share with me. Yeah, or enlarged or enlightened or whatever. I I don't know what the correct word is sometimes. Um, No coincidence that we come together. Even if it's just a mighty four. (laughs) 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 Gloria, Bill, are you there? So quiet. Uh, Yes, we are. Yes, I am. And uh, Gloria got the call just now. She just stepped away for a moment. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like I'm not connecting tonight. No. You know, I, I was looking at this and I was, I was recognizing different, different evenings when we've gotten together and we set the stage, set the set the space of of just getting to a place of a dialogue. And I don't know, it may be the way that this started, or the, the what we were covering here to begin with. Um, but it, it just found myself not being present to it in that that dialoguing state of of just simply being open. I don't know if the topic piece in the next chapter might be uh, something that brings us forward, but that just yeah, happened no. to be where I've been through uh, through this discussion. Yeah, this honest. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that's fine. You know. It's Oh, absolutely. You know, we are where we are at this moment, whatever, you know, whatever comes and how we feel. I mean, I've been in that situation myself. I could be sitting or hearing or participating Mm -hmm. and feel like I'm not even part of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think we've all felt, I know I have felt that too. Yeah. I'm, I really like to jump in on this piece because peace has been. I'm telling Judy, it, and I and Reverend Bill actually, Judy. I was on a call with Reverend Bill this morning with a group that I go with, and I had to share the same experience with them about that mm. day. Yeah, so Reverend Bill. Yeah, I had told I Judy about I it do. too, and I am feeling that still and. I really don't even want to go into my intellect. <laughs> I just want to feel the peace. <laughs> I'm just Amen. like, you know, like, it, it's, don't give, you know, I and I, I made a commitment this year to do the uh, daily lessons in the Course of Miracles, and it, it, I read them, but it's I, I'm, this whole word of practicing it brings it down to me. It's like, you know, if you don't practice, you're not going to get ahead. You know, it goes back to old patterns that I had. And I don't want that. And I don't think Jesus or God, anybody wants that. Wants us to just 
Hold to the peace. Feel it. Feel it the way you're supposed to feel it, not because I tell you. I give you my best word to take what you can and leave the rest. That's the way. Feel the peace of it. Yes, let's read peace. How's that? Let's read through the whole chapter of peace. How's that, Bill? You know, you like that? I want to acknowledge that um, I've just been watching over the last couple of days. Uh, Sunday, the talk I gave went well, and it was followed up by some leaders in the anti-racist community in Riverside giving a talk, and, and at the end of that, uh, the place was energized. People were very enthusiastic about it, and um, I felt very at much at peace and calm when giving the, the talk to begin with, and then uh, afterwards I, I felt great uh, about just how it all unfolded. And Monday we were covering great things in in the daily lesson, uh, and today or uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, we did as well. And then in the Tuesday afternoon session that we had, it, it just went over the top. We we just had a place where everybody was who, who was there were just energized and enthusiastic and, and at peace at the end. And uh, I, I watched myself. That, I carried that throughout the rest of the day. Uh, and Tuesday evening in um, Chris's group, Yogi Chris's group, um, uh, where we were going through um, psychotherapy, purpose, process, and practice. Uh, And I just felt empowered and energized all day. And this morning, I just was more in a mellow state. And... uh, I think that's just kind of carried through the day with different projects or tasks that I've been involved in. And I haven't been so much self-observant as more. Yeah, okay, thank you. I haven't been so much self-observant as I have been (laughs) self-absorbed. So I recognize that. And uh, uh, perhaps just saying that um, is... Is a means to just acknowledge where I am, accept it, and know Jesus wants me to recognize where I am and tell the truth about where I am in in a given moment. And uh, so um, I'll uh, throw that out. I'll, I'll say that. And wow, that's huge, Bill. That's awesome that you shared that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Your beautiful soul, Bill. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, so here we are say the three of us as one each feeling whatever whatever the energy that's mm-hmm. going through us at the moment do we continue well, on? I'm smiling 
I'm smiling and I'm feeling very peaceful. Yeah, I feel very peaceful. <laughs> I'm yeah. yeah, you're still flying high, girl. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I don't have sound anyway. I bet Gloria would probably, she's, she's working on it, and she may have something to offer as well. But you know, if we have now, thanks to a lot, come... Bill. Thanks a lot, Reverend yeah. Bill. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, well, yeah, this is honest. You know, here we are. We come together. You know, there's a purpose. There's a reading. I mean, you know, and, and if we chose this, like for now, to sit in five minutes of silence, mm-hmm. and who's to say? You know, I don't want that structure, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and you were honest to say where you were and are. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Because, you know, even I say the truth, when I was reading these, it wasn't resonating with me either. They weren't. They were just not. It was like too much of the intellect and ego. And I, every time I see that word ego, it just still wrangles me. I want to use, I don't know, softer words. And I really want to feel it. I don't want to be because it's expected. I'm not a teacher here. I'm a participant. We're all participants. No one's here to teach. Absolutely. It's to feel and participate. If you don't feel it, it's fine. Do we need reams of people. You know, I, I go on many calls and I'm quiet. This is nothing that I'm going to say that I feel I'm honest about. I just don't want to speak to speak. I agree. This is the one place that I come that I know I can say whatever's on my mind, whatever's in my heart, whatever is going on, I can share it. And that is a you know, gift. We- you know, we use this book as, I say, the, uh, the, uh, the point that, you know, give us a, a thought to think about. But doesn't necessarily mean we have to, you know, mm-hmm. practice or study or no. feel it. And, you know, mm-hmm. if it invokes other feelings, what you read, go for it. But, I, oh, God, we finished 10 paragraphs. Well, uh, <laughs> maybe just, I'm just sort of nowhere lately. I'm just enjoying whatever's going through, whatever my human form is going through right now. And it's peace. All I want is peace. Yeah. I'm riding the crest of it right now. It's like, you know, and I had this old, grew up with a lot of negativity, not intentional. My grandparents came from Eastern Europe, you know, running away from what was going on in that part of the world, and that dark European, you know, myths and beliefs, and I grew up with that, things like, you know, when is the next shoe going to drop? 
you know, you cry and you laugh in the morning, you cry at night. Those are like old patterns that are so deeply woven somewhere. So when it's like feeling good, things are going well, I start to get nervous. I can feel it. Like when is that next shoe going to drop? But I don't, I'm trusting that it's not. I'm trusting that if it does drop, that I have the strength to come through it again and again. Because I know I'm not alone. Never alone. And I can feel that with the energy that's running through me right now. And I don't want to let it go. And if it means sitting in silence, I'll sit in silence. No. That's where I'm at. That's beautiful, Paula. I vote to read Thank the piece. So the three of us, is Gloria joined back with us? Let the four of us just yes, read sir. each paragraph, each, uh, we get to peace. How's that? And if we dialogue on it, great. If not, it's all good. How's that? Sounds good to me. All right. How about you, Miss Gloria? You up for it? Well, I was listening to you guys um, thinking about peace. Um, I belong to a group of uh, artists. Um, The head of the group is a a retired teacher in art. And um, we get together every month. Saturday, last Saturday was our meeting. Uh, We bring our paintings um, done or in process <clears throat> to finish them. So, and one of the group, uh, women in the group is <clears throat> very talented. The paintings that she show up, they are just amazing. I'm very respectful, respect her talents. But Saturday, she brought um a painting of a little elephant <clears throat> sitting, and I have a question um, because I didn't understand the way it looks, that little elephant. And I said, um, this elephant looks like it's wearing a sweater. <laughs> and she got so mad, and she said, uh, you just have a cataract uh, removed. You have to come back to the doctor because I think your cataract was not good done. Oh. It was a silent, and I didn't say anything. But <clears throat> after the meeting, Sunday, Monday, in my head, I was furious. I was not in peace. But and then I said, well, <clears throat> she doesn't like any comments from others than the teacher. 
um, because she thinks she's, and she is better than anybody. All of us, we have some talents, but she's she's good. So, and I, I call her, and I say, Jolie, I said, how are you doing? I say, okay. I say, I'm calling you to apologize for my comment to your paintings. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. I said, well, you got mad. He said, no, I was not mad. I was joking about your surgery. Well, I felt like you were, I was attacked. And like, you probably felt attacked from me. And, and he said, no, don't worry about it. I'm okay. I said, okay, well, I just want to apologize. That, that's it. And we say goodbye and everything. After that, <clears throat> I felt peace. My <clears throat> concern and the ego started telling me uh, whatever um, went away. That day, I feel so comfortable about myself, mm-hmm. about releasing the um, attack, I will say. The, I feel insulted. I don't know. My ego went high, 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 telling me, you should do something after that, you, whatever. But after I, I apologized, I felt grateful. I really, that day was was a good day for me. Mm. So um, that's all I want to say. I'm complete. Wow. Thank you, Gloria. That was perfect, Gloria. Yeah. You know, when you, that that feeling, it's a, you know, what, you know, you had that incident. I can relate to, you know, a, incidents I've had where like all of a sudden whatever is the outcome of the conversation is like yes it's like you say yes you know I, you feel like an opening in your chest like it just relieves everything it's like you know those nagging thoughts or those feelings that we hold on to and then we release it and even if the outcome isn't exactly what we thought it would be, but it's still a release. It's like letting that negative energy just ooze out of our, our pores, you know, and let it go. But that was a great outcome for you. I'm happy for you, Gloria. Me too. Yeah. Peace. I mean, you know, what does he say? And even like, you know, in the Course of Miracles, when he says, you know, nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists, herein lies the peace of God. I say that to myself all the time. Herein within lies the peace of God. It just washes over me like, oh, with so much love and caring. That's all he wants for us. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. My soul, my spirit is jumping with joy. 
Do you all feel it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so, Thanks, Paul. So let's, let's see what Thank Jesus you, says. Yeah, let's see what Jesus says to all of us. Okay. What was that? Well, let's see what Jesus says to us through chapter 10, through peace. Herein lies the peace of God. Okay? Okay. So we can start and we'll all read. Start with Bill, Judy, Bill. Or like Judy, Gloria, nope. Bill, and myself. How's that? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead, all right. Take it. Okay. Now let me address the issue of the peace you have been experiencing as well as your reactions to this peace. It is so foreign to each of you that you can't quite imagine that it is what you are supposed to be feeling. There is a core of peace at the center of yourself now. And the issues that you choose to deal with will not affect that core of peace at all. Well, you may find this almost disturbing, not a bit. You will not go to extremes to break this piece. Bill? I mean, Gloria? Yes. My piece is yours. You have asked for it, and it has been given to you. No, to not have it, you will have to choose not to have it. And this will be tempting on occasion. You will wonder at the lack of extremes and your feelings and want to bring them back. Excuse me. You will experience this loss of extremes as a lack. You will think sometimes it's wrong. You will feel this particularly when others around you experience extremes. A friend is experiencing feeling on an extreme level, and this will seem to tell you that this friend is really alive. Whatever it's be joy or sorrow, it will be seen real in a way that peace does not. It will seem so human that a wave of desire to, fu- to, to be fully human will wash over you. You will think that it's human who has caught your attention is fully engaged and fully experiences experience it in the moment. You will think this is what you want. And I say again that it will no matter whatever be joy or sorrow for you are or have been Attracted by both for the same reason, the reason of wanting to be fully engaged in the human experience. Pass. Here is this experience you have created, and how often have you been fully engaged in it? How often have you given yourself over to those highs and lows You will be tempted to give yourself over once again in this most human of ways. You will cry and laugh for the poignancy of the human experience. This is the known 
that you will be tempted not to give up. If you can't be moved from your peace by the greatest of these experiences, the most profound sorrow or the most all-encompassing joy you will feel inhuman. You will think that this cannot be where you are meant to be, what you are meant to feel. You will wonder what is wrong with you. This is temptation, the temptation of the human experience. This is what you continue to choose over the peace of God. It is not a right or wrong choice, but it is a choice. It is your free will to continue to make this choice. You use your free will to choose the human experience. Now, are you willing to use it to choose the peace of God instead? Can you wholeheartedly choose peace? Can you choose peace long enough to become accustomed to joy without sorrow? If you cannot, you will continue to create hell as well as heaven and will continue the separation between the divine and the human. Is heaven worth enough to you to give up hell? Maria? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> These extremes of the human experience have been learning devices. They have cracked open hearts and minds to the divine presence within. You have chosen them for just this reason. But you can now be an observer and look upon them as your brothers and sisters learning choice without choosing to return to the learning in the same way again. You no longer need this experience to alert you to the divine presence. Once you have learned to read, you don't return to learning to read over and over again, even while you may continue to read for a lifetime. You can continue to experience life and still carry the peace of God within you. As you live in peace, you can be an example to your brothers and sisters, an example that says there is another way past. Are you being asked to give up extremes? Yes. You're being asked to give up all that would take peace from you. But as you have been told before, you will be giving up nothing. It will seem as if it is so for a while, perhaps. You will continue to be attracted to those living at the extremes, and there is no reason not to take joy in observing another's happiness or feel compassion at another's suffering. But you need not partake, and you cannot partake if you are going to carry the peace of God within you. This is what has been meant by the many references <clears throat> excuse me, that has been made to God not seeing suffering. God exists with you in peace. When you feel peace, you feel the peace of God. 
There is no other peace. There is no other God. Whether you believe it or not, I assure you, within the peace of God is all the joy of what you have known as the human experience and the none of of the sorrow. Each of you will have an... hmm? Sorry, do you want to stop there, Paula? Each of you will have an experience you look back on, an experience of profound joy or grief that also became an experience of profound learning. You will think that you would not be who you are now without experiences such as this one. You will think that I cannot possibly be asking you to give up these types of experiences, but you've already had them. I ask you not to give them up, only to make now a new choice. It is the memory of this event that holds such a sway over the over you that you will choose not to peace of God, but look past what you have remembered to what was truly there. No moment of true learning ever arrived without the peace of God, for without the peace of God, no true learning is possible. Let us separate experiences you might call peak experiences from experiences of extremes that served as learning devices. Peak experiences often follow occasions of happiness or trauma, but they do not happen within them. Peak experiences are what you can look forward to rather than back upon if you but choose the peace of God. The extremes that we are talking of leaving behind are extremes of reactions to a chosen lesson. What you are being asked to leave behind is the need for such lessons. If you have learned the curriculum, what further lessons are needed? What quiet knowing can come to you in peace? Why would you believe you can learn from the turmoil of extremes what you cannot learn in peace eternal? This is what you have believed and why you have not chosen yet to accept your inheritance. Yet let the memory of the truth return to you now and you will see that peace is all you have sought learning to attain. If you do not pause now, and accept that it is here, you will not know the peace of God that is your own self, true self. Peace, in whatever way you find it, and whatever expression it takes, no matter what words you use to describe it, in your answers to God and God's answers to you, peace is in the inheritance I left you. Peace of body, mind, and heart. Peace is the realm of miracles, the condition of the world-hearted, the prerequisite to the art of thought, the description of heaven, the above of the Christ. Peace has come to you and you to peace. 
Now your final instruction is here. You who have found peace, live in peace. You have been given the peace of God. Go in peace. Spread peace throughout the land. Go out in peace and love and service to all. For in this going out, you come home and bring with you all the brothers and sisters you have sought, excuse me, you have brought to peace. Go in peace to love and serve with all your heart. Thus we are one heart, one mind, one unity. Thus we are one in relationship of love and peace that is our eternal home. Welcome home, my brothers and sisters, in Christ. Welcome home. I would say for me that as we've read this, we read this more from a ground of being of, of the dialogue that I think we have so relished in the past yeah. that, that we were able to simply be with the words, be with the descriptions that were given and, and continue to observe how we're reacting to these matters, but also then receive the inspiration, a message, that of peace, that of being in a state of peace. The highs and the lows, well, let's, let's speak to the highs. The highs speak of for the most part, attaining some something special, something significant for us. And while it's great to accomplish that, it's great to have that, there's also the downside when it's gone or what's next. What's possible to be able to just accept what has happened and bring this to peace, bring this to peace as a way to be, to live, and to continue to stay connected, to continue to share, to be in relationship with one another, more so than being in the attainment of something unique and special or those, those, those highs or let me step back for a moment and just recognize the peace of God is shining in me now. Sound familiar? and that the matters that, that we deal with within our lives, they're there, we deal with them, and I'm going to simply accept what Jesus is telling us here, that peace is where we want to be. 
you, Reverend Bill. You know, I love how Thanks. you said that, what you just summed up. You know, he says, if you do not pause now and accept that it is here, you will not know the peace of God that is your own true self. Peace in whatever way you find it, in whatever expression it takes, no matter what words you use to describe it, is your answer to God and God's answer to you. Peace is the inheritance I left you. And I love how he says it. It's whatever way you find it. You know, and I have to think of when I say, I have to think of singular. It's in whatever way you find it. The way Reverend Bill finds it, Judy finds it, Gloria finds it, Paula finds it. In whatever expression it takes, no matter what words, the individual human use to describe it is the answer to God and God's answer to you. We hear it when we need to hear it. We hear it how we have to. We, yes, we are one, but yet we are individuated. And we hear when we need to hear it and how we hear it. So can I say we must hear it or you must hear it? No. We, I, the I, the true self, the true individuated self has to hear it and know it. You will know the peace that is your own, that is your own true self. I think mm. let take these words with us and go into our individuated lives and let mm. them to our hearts and take that peace. Wow. Thank you so much, Paula. Yeah. And thank you, Bill, and thank you, Gloria. Yeah. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for coming together with me. Thank you. Amen. Where are we? Um, you know, I, I had an interesting thought a while ago um, relative to peace, and that I rec- and what I recognize is. Even the sternest, most aggressive warrior, if you will, ultimately is after a peace. It may be in a, a pretty, pretty weird way or pretty weird um, means of a, trying to attain it, such as by being in control of all others, but, but that deep within all of us, there is that desire for peace. I agree. I'm going to suggest, yeah. I'm going to suggest yeah. that, that the, that's, that's the bottom line on that. Deep within all of us, mm-hmm. we, yeah. know, we know what it is to have peace. Yes, you know, whether you want to call it a warrior, those are all facades. That's yeah. not the truth of who that warrior is. 
That's choice. And he uses those words. It's we choose. Mm-hmm. And we choose to find that peace somehow. Whether we stand yeah. up as a warrior or we stand up as a pious priest or, a, you know, that's what we want, the peace of God. It's within. But we forget. Mm-hmm. We're to look for it. It's within, not without. Yeah, going within, or, or speaking of, of that warrior um, enabled me to recognize uh, that ultimately all of us want peace at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but also more, more to the point, more relevant to where we are now is that that peace is our inheritance, that peace is our truth, mm-hmm. and that peace, that peace is hear what we want throughout the day, throughout throughout on an ongoing basis. Mm. That's you know the God. thing is, but this you know whatever you want to call it, the soul, the spirit, forgot. We have that peace. It's there. It's never been gone. We keep you know like you want to say throughout our day. Is that seeking? Seeking to remember the truth, the peace of God is within. We chose this human experience, and I chose it. You chose it. You know, I could say we to speak for all, but I can only speak for me. I chose this choice, the I, the little I, that lost that peace and the love. Thought I lost it, but I'm seeking. That's why I'm in this dimension or wherever I am, in this illusion, in this dream. It's not even real. But I made it real because I forgot who I am is my true self. I've never lost the love or the peace. I forgot. And we're still seeking. We put on these costumes and these facades and we act out. We're all trying. Everyone. Every soul that chose to be here. For God. <sighs> I'm going to say goodnight. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, could I offer a couple of comments, just real briefly? And this is more along the lines of administrative. As we as we read this, I felt we were again one voice coming from four individuals as we read right. this. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. one, and that's yeah. that's what I'm used to experiencing when we are. In, in when we're in these gatherings, and, and I think that was our intention to begin with, uh, yeah. but I, I, I see that. And um, hallelujah, uh, perhaps some sort of clearing was needed at the beginning yeah. that enabled me to get there, I would say, but mm-hmm. uh, a, a means of a clearing of space that may be supporting us going forward and having these sessions. Yeah. So I'll plant that seed. 
But we just never know for sure. And just take the feelings as they come. Live in the moment. Right? Gloria has something to offer as well. Yeah, this is Gloria. Um, In the paragraph 15, uh, it says, Go out in peace and love and service to all. Uh, In my experience, come to the memory that 13 years ago, I became a widow. And... To the time that my husband was ill with Parkinson, <clears throat> different things came. So, but I didn't expect that he he will die that soon. So, uh, hospice came <clears throat> before he passed, of course. And the group of hospice offered me a job. Um, it said you can help us and hospice if you want. So I became a hospice for children. Wow. We we came to different schools, elementary schools, with the permission of the director and principal and everything, and we helped children that they, they weren't grieving for, because they lost a, a parent a grandparent or somebody very close to them. And um, I found myself that into my grieving, I brought peace to myself. I brought peace to those children in a different way that we were, uh, we, we were training to do that. And... That is for me, go out in peace and love and service to all. That for me was the service to those children. They at the same time, they serve me because I give peace. I receive peace. I'm complete. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. Oh, God, I, can, I can totally relate to that. I... Uh, was a hospice worker myself for many years until I got cancer. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. You know, you know, go out and give service. Yes, you can go out and take on the mantle of a hospice worker. You can go out into the world just being a human showing compassion, going mm-hmm. to visit someone or taking someone that can't drive and you offer them, let me take you to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Let me take you shopping because you can't drive. You know, we, we, we're we service constantly without even titles. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? It's like we give of ourselves. Oh, totally. Every I time would say, Mm, yeah. yeah, I was a service worker for pretty much my whole adult life. I was always involved in one thing or another that had to do with service. It was a big, big part of my life. And I do know that now, of course, in my retirement years, especially with what's going on out there in the world, I mm-hmm. uh, basically reserve it to telephone communications, 
And I count on the energy, the positive energy that I can hold within me, the peaceful energy that I can hold in me and know that that energy is spread everywhere, as we can yeah. all do. Not just yeah. me. I mean, that's just the way I do it now. But we can all yeah. do that all the time. Yeah, that's constant. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 It is. The service of God. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say good night. Good night, sweetheart. I love you all. I love you all. I really, really do. Thank you. you Thank you, everyone. Care. Take care and stay safe. Take care, everyone. Yeah. Good night. Right now. Good night. Blessings all. Good night. Bye now. Blessings.